Hello there, everybody. I'm your host, Joe Martucci. I'm joined with me by state climatologist and distinguished professor, Dr. Dave Robinson here. On this Friday morning, we are going to talk to you all about the month of April that was. In short, it was warm and, well, we're kind of toning ourselves down a little bit from the really, really wet conditions we had. So without further ado, Dr. Robinson, thanks for being on this morning. Glad to be here. All right, so let's get jumping right into it. I think the biggest story uh, for the month of April was that we were warm. Uh, at least at Lansing International Airport, we were third warmest all time. We had the third warmest uh, low temperatures, which probably was a good thing because a lot of people did have their windows open at night if they weren't allergic to pollen. And then sixth warmest when it came to the high temperature. So, you know, just taking all of South Jersey as a whole, were we also in the metal stand when we were talking about temperatures? Yep, yep. We were on the podium. We just weren't on top of the podium. Mm -hmm. uh, South Jersey in general, and that's essentially Burlington, uh, Mercer, Middlesex, Burlington, Monmouth, South. Mm -hmm. um, all, all that area came in as the tide for the second warmest April on record. Might add that the records for South Jersey go back to 1895. Uh, the AC airport ops go back into the late 1950s. Right. Uh, so pretty darn impressive. We we tied with 2010 for the second warmest April. Um, we are four and a half degrees above average uh, in mm. South Jersey, coming in with an average of the highs and the lows of 56.4 degrees. Um, still champ, and uh, remaining so, is 2017. Ah. Which came in six tenths of a degree milder. Uh, real interesting. Four of the five warmest Aprils since 1895 have occurred since 2010. So four of the last <laughs> uh, years have been in the top five for warmest Aprils, um, and six of the top ten Aprils for warm have occurred this century. And that's so, interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead just indicative of the warming that New Jersey's experienced. And you pointed out something that's quite germane, too, that the warming, while recognized in both high and low temperatures, has been a little bit more pronounced with nighttime low temperatures than daytime high temperatures. The nights just aren't, are, are warming up or conversely just aren't cooling off like they did in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, two things I'd say to that, it, it just feels like really since last summer that we've been going through a streak of pretty much warm overnight low temperatures. I mean, would you agree with me on that, that I would say since last summer our, our lows have been on the warmer side? Absolutely. We've seen it pronounced in the last year. Uh, but again, it's indicative of what we've seen in, in the last decade or two. Mm -hmm. And this is throughout New Jersey, but it's also noted globally. Yeah. And, and people are going to say, well, why? Um, very you took the words out of my mouth. It has to do with greenhouse gases in the atmosphere um, that are pretty transparent to incoming sunlight. But any of the daytime heat that tries to escape through the atmosphere and out to space at night is, is grabbed, if you will. The energy is grabbed by these greenhouse gases. And, you know, many people think greenhouse gases are carbon dioxide, for instance, from the combustion of fossil fuels. And that, that's quite, quite true. 
but the most abundant greenhouse gas in the atmosphere is water vapor. Mm -hmm. And as you warm the atmosphere, it can contain more water vapor. So it becomes a real positive feedback there. You get it warmer, more water vapor, more water vapor, it holds more energy, and subsequently it gets warmer. So it's just as if we put another blanket on our bed at night that has slowed the escape of, in this case, the daytime solar heating from escaping out into space um, at night. I mean, it eventually gets out there or the planet totally overheats, um, but it just slows its its departure, just like an extra bed, on, a blanket on the bed slows the loss of heat um, from near your body. Of course, in this case, your body is producing the heat, mm. uh, not um, and right. So that's somewhat of a not a perfect analogy, but partial explanation uh, as to uh, why we're warming up in general and why the nights are particularly warming. Yeah, and great point too. Kind of segueing into two stories I did this month. We did um, a story on growing season, and we did a story on on pollen. And those are two things that are impacted by you know, warming overnight lows and even a warming climate in general where, you know, on one hand, there are some benefits to having an earlier growing season depending on where you are. But on the other hand, what I've also found in my pollen story is you have a warming climate. Not only does your pollen season have potential to start earlier, but it also has more intense pollen as well. So it's kind of maybe a little two sides of the coin to that. And one thing I'll, I'll point out too, we haven't had any uh, frost or freeze warnings issued by the National Weather Service this April, and some people have been wondering, you know, when's it coming, when's it coming? Well, it might not come, and it's not unusual. Actually, the last time we didn't have a frost or freeze warning or advisory in South Jersey was just two years ago in 2017, which, as you pointed out, was the top spot for record warm temperatures. Right, but I'll tell you, uh, the blueberry crop dodged uh, a cold bullet. Uh, just a couple days ago, in the morning of the 29th, there were some freezing temperatures in in the interior of South Jersey, um, and just a touch of frost. And I've heard through our research center um, on cranberries here at Rutgers, who talked to the farmers, and it was very close because the blueberries were at a very susceptible stage to frost. And if the temperature had dropped just a couple more degrees, mm. um, heap of trouble for the blueberries so, yeah and we, we all like blueberries. blueberries i'm a big blueberry guy a, a sigh of relief um now are we past that threat stage yeah I, well yeah in two respects one we get into make you know freezes are less common mm -hmm. and number two the the plants are past the stage where they are most susceptible to a frost right Right. And, uh, you know, one of the just going back to the, to the growing season, we were at the actually the Rutgers Cooperative Extension right here in Mays Landing. You know, one of the gardening tips they had was take a take a soda bottle or take like a gallon of water, cut open the bottom and put it over your young plants because it helps create that little greenhouse gas or excuse me, greenhouse effect there where if temperatures do get into that borderline kind of frost or freeze, it'll help prevent that frost or freeze uh, from occurring so we'll t we'll try to tie in Rutgers as much as I can here into uh, this segment. Yeah, the trouble is you can't do that over a whole field of uh, correct 
of blueberries and such, but there are things that could be done if there was a question. You want to keep the air moving, but mm-hmm. I mean, we really aren't equipped for that in New Jersey. For, but in the future, uh, we may be facing, as odd as it seems, more of that problem uh, as we warm up earlier in the spring, uh, bring the foliage uh, forward earlier, yet still are at the threat of cold air coming in from the north. Uh, to give us a late season cold spell. So mm-hmm. careful what you wish for when it comes to extending that growing season. Sure, sure. sure. Always pluses and minuses. Um, speaking of growing season, how about the rain? Uh, looks like we ended up about average, and you can give us the specific numbers, but uh, nothing you know too unusual for us on the rain side. Um, we had some days where it was wet. Some days where it was dry, um, nothing overly heavy except for our three days where we had uh, thunderstorm risk. And that was, uh, we had one on the, uh, I'm going to say April 26th, that was a Friday. Then I believe one on the 19th and one on the 15th as well. So just kind of wrap up where we were in terms of rainfall here. Yeah, this South Jersey as a whole came in with 3.63 inches uh, of rain. Um, there was no snowfall in the month of meltdown. That 3.63 inches is 0.23 inches below the average from 1981 to 2010. But if you go and average everything back to 1995, it was two hundredths of an inch above average. In other hmm. words, you're very close to the long-term average. But it's interesting without getting into too many statistics precipitation is not what we call normally distributed it's kind of skews towards the dry side so despite the fact that oh for the 125 years we we're almost dead on average it was the 55th wettest uh april uh and compare that with the 72nd driest april so real close to the median um, but when you hit the average in precipitation, that means it tends to lean a little bit towards the wetter, wet side. Mm-hmm. So a little statistics lesson there. But the take-home point is quite average precipitation. Sure, it fell in episodic events, but that's the case. Be yeah. it April showers, summer storms, thunderstorms, or, or winter storm systems. We obviously don't get our precipitation distributed evenly all the days of the month. And I'll tell you what, you're a Lower Alloways Creek, or one of your newest uh, Mesonet stations that you can check out at njweather.org, uh, was really getting its work cut out for it. It had two gusts from the thunderstorms, right? One that was 81 miles an hour, one that was 60. Yeah, it, it's, it sits there right next to the Sound Nuclear Power Plant right where Delaware Bay becomes Delaware River. So it's quite an exposed site, not any trees or hills around it to buffer the wind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it happened to be hit by uh, two of the stronger storms that crossed the state during the month. And that 81 mile an hour guest on the 15th, we are very confident that that is a legitimate, that is an <laughs> accurate gust. Um, that day, Logan Township, which mm-hmm. is over, in um Cumber- in, excuse me gloucester county um they had a 64 mile an hour gust uh, with the same squall line complex and then and as you mentioned on the 26th um when uh lower alloways creek came in at 60 miles an hour um there were it was more isolated wind that day um but there was some damaging 
damage reports in parts of South Jersey from that line of storms that came through. Yep, yep, there was that, that and actually even earlier in that afternoon too, there was some hail that was reported, small hail, and Cumberland and Atlantic, because that was actually an interesting event because you had kind of a train of storms, I think you caught it too in New Brunswick or at least nearby, where you had four storms that went over Cumberland and Western Atlantic, and that was during the day, that brought some hail, and they had the line of storms that came eastward later in the day, and you know, one thing people... Um, have been telling me, and they're actually going to write a story about this. Is you know, Cape May County again? They got no severe weather, you know, and they're all very thankful because of this thing called the Cape May bubble. And uh, you know, it's it's a little folklore. We're going to dive into it for um, a story that's coming out on Mother's Day here in the press. But um, you know. Let me ask you, I mean, we're, I'm diving into some numbers here, but do you think that Cape, that there is a Cape May County bubble? Are people shielded from all this of your weather just living in Cape May County? Is it, is it, or do we live in that much of paradise in Cape May County that that happens? I love Cape May County. I enjoy the beach there more than any other. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there there's some legitimacy to that. I've talked to farmers down there, um, vineyards, down there, um, you have to remember that it is surrounded on three sides by water, and water is the great modifier. Um, it keeps things milder in the winter um, when you get cold, cold outbreaks coming off the continent, and it is cooler in the summer when you have glass of hot air uh, covering the continents, and that leads to a more moderate climate. Um, and that helps temperature-wise and agriculturally. But in terms of storms, um, particularly in the summer, when your rain is primarily from thunderstorms, um, when you get near that marine air, that maritime air, it tends to be cooler and it doesn't rise as much. So in a sense, it, I like to say it takes the legs out from under thunderstorms that are fueled by rapidly rising air that condenses high in the atmosphere and produces um, changes in electrification within the clouds with the lightning, uh, produces heavy rain, um, severe weather. So yeah, there is a, a, a shield of sorts uh, around Cape May because of the water surrounding it on the three sides. Right, but you know, I I think uh, I think I you know, I definitely agree with you there. And you know, a question that people or things people will say to me as well is, you know, they're seeing a thunderstorm like one cell over to Delaware Bay, and they say that it misses them. But you wouldn't say that, would you say that one single cell that kind of circumvents around Cape May County was that also the Cape May bubble? No, that's randomness. Um, you know, you talk to most people anywhere. And they'll say, um, you know, usually, usually they say the storms always go there. They always miss us. They always peter out once they hit the Delaware. Uh, occasionally, I'll meet someone who says that the storms always seem to come over us. But when you look at the distribution of these storms, they, there's usually the severe storms. There's much more area that doesn't get the severe storm than does. So you're bound to be missed by those storms. But if you happen to be in a season where, like, Lower Alloway's got clocked, you know, they got clocked because they're well exposed to the wind, but they also got clocked by two of the severest storms of the month. So mm -hmm. it was a double whammy, if you will. Sure. Um, 
not get another storm like that all year long. But if you live down here, you'll say, boy, they always seem to be hitting us lately. <laughs> um, so there's a randomness to this when it comes to individual storms. But in the long term, when you start putting the numbers together, um, you get fewer storms of severe nature near the coast, particularly the southeast Jersey coast during the summer. Making it, interestingly enough, one of the driest spots in the state in the summer. Um, wetter inland, and even the northern coast tends to be wetter. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't rain, and it certainly doesn't mean I and many others have been chased off the beach by thunderstorms mm-hmm. uh, down in Wildwood or Ocean City or in Bay uh, on a summer afternoon. It, it, it's just they're not as common. Sure. And the sea breeze, which actually helps to stabilize things, every once in a while they can also spark up a thunderstorm of their own at sea breeze front. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the prototypical area for that is the Florida Peninsula uh, mm-hmm. in the summer months. The trouble about the Cape May Peninsula, it's too small to really generate its own interior thunderstorm. I've seen it on Long Island uh, as well, and certainly up, up the Jersey coast at times. But it seems like uh, the peninsula is narrow enough that it really doesn't lend itself to creating those uh, convergence. We call it convergence of the sea breeze with the interior air that helps with the lifting. Um, it's it's a little too little too narrow. Right, but perfect enough for good for better weather in Cape. So if you like to dry weather, summertime, what better place than Cape May County? There you go. Exactly. To work for the tourism bureau. It is. It is. Well, you know, as people say down here, during the off season, if you're, you know, if you're along the shore, you want great weather to draw people in, and then during the summer, if you're, if you're operating like a, a movie theater or you're operating a shop or you know something like that that's indoors, you want the rain, so the rain brings the people inside. Uh, so you know, it, it different depending on what kind of business you're in, depends on the kind of weather you'd like. Um, all right, so we got temperatures, we got precipitation, we talked a little bit about thunderstorms. Um, anything else you thought that was interesting throughout the month of? April um, that you'd like to share? Well, you know, in general, despite the fact it was one of the warmer Aprils on record, the one thing I was hearing from many people this month was that, uh, this past month, was that we we had a real spring this year. Uh, We didn't go right from winter to summer. Uh, Two years ago, we had a very, um, let me see if I recall, we had a very cool March that continued, uh, that continued on to a cool April. Um, last year we had a cool March that became a very warm uh, April. Uh, I'm, I'm probably messing things up here a little bit. No, because 2017 was the warm one. 2017 um, was the warm fact, April. Yeah, yeah, it was the warm April. But the fact is that we, well, we had a lot, we had a lot of back and forth this month. We had some cold air come in at times. Uh, we certainly had our mild days. We had our storms. Um, foliage came out, um, at least here in central Jersey. We were two weeks ahead of last year with the foliage, uh, and probably about a week ahead of average, um, based on my many years of living here. But the fact is, it, we had a spring, um, beginning mm-hmm. in March, with some back and forth, and continuing through April. And, and I think a lot of people missed that the last couple of years. 
seemingly shedding winter clothes and going right to summer clothes in a week's time. Yeah, it's actually something that I've heard a decent amount, just whether it's through Facebook, you guys talking to me on Facebook or on Twitter, that it seems like we never have a spring anymore in South Jersey. But to your point, I mean, overall, even though we were on the warm side, it's not like we were in the summery side. I mean, there weren't many days here that we were in the 80s. Um, Atlantic City International only got to the 80s twice and it wasn't even with a lot of humidity so yeah i mean pretty comfortable uh you know for for the month of april here and you know one thing i want to bring up too and i'm going to touch back on what you were saying about um you know kind of jumping throughout the months it's it's interesting uh, that we had you know a warm april when we also had not this year but the past two years in a row including 2017 our february was warmer than our march was it not correct correct yeah, so just a little fun fact for people out there. Um, pretty right. bizarre. We're definitely misbehaving there. This year was more logical. February was colder <laughs> than and March was colder than April. Yeah, so sometimes the world works the way we want it to, and it did so uh, this year. All right, so we will wrap it up. Uh, last thing before we get going, what's going on with the uh, State Climatologist's Office? I know I caught you at Rutgers Day, and you, uh, I would say, probably has one of the steadiest streams of people coming in I ever see when I'm there. So uh, how was Rutgers Day for you? I know we talked, and uh, what do you have looking forward to this month at the Climate Office? Rutgers Day was windy. That's all I can say. It was. Uh, it sure was. Ask the State Climatologist. I got asked by kids, kids, young kids and old kids, why it was so darn windy last Saturday. <laughs> uh, but we had a good, good day. So a lot of good folks, including you and uh, other oh, alums, other alums from the, the meteorologic and climatologic programs here at Rutgers. Um, you know, coming up in May, just same old, same old. I do wear a professor's hat, so I'm collecting term papers today and giving two exams later next week <laughs> a lot of grading to do um and uh otherwise uh you know just some talks here and there uh around the state as we, we make our way through may sure and uh, uh, Rutgers, Rutgers graduation that would be would that be mother's day this year yeah it would and i know i mean i remember from my graduation oh god it was probably and this was 2013 is 58 and pouring all day long so it's you know hopefully well fingers crossed for everybody out there and for you if you are going that uh we don't have one of those again it's not mother's day it's the following week it's the 19th ah okay well i stand corrected then the following week so well either way let's hope we're not you know raining outside the stadium you have 50,000 people there we had a heck of a lot of rain for you, and when President Obama spoke, uh, we even had a little grapple, icy, icy pedal uh, <laughs> falling from the sky just following graduation. Uh, as we were leaving the stadium, it was that darn cold. Yeah. Really beautiful, sunny weather for this year's graduate. You, you, you know, know, I say the K-May bubble, bubble, we really need a Rutgers bubble just for that one day of graduation. Well, for those people who know Rutgers, there is a building called the Bubble right next door to the football stadium where they have indoor practice. <laughs> this is true. Maybe they should move it there. Food for thought, Rutgers. That's not the bubble you're talking about. No, no. no. My, my bubble is a, uh, well, the K-May bubble is a bubble that lives in folklore, and we will discuss it, and we will debunk it, or not debunk it, on Mother's Day. Folklore 
that best folklore is always always grounded a little little bit of fact. Maybe not all, but a little bit of fact. And I think you'll find that that is the case for the Cape May bubble. Yep, spoiler alert. I, I have seen a little bit of fact there. It's I think this article is gonna be nice. It's a nice little it's enough tongue in cheek to keep you interested, but there's gonna be enough facts to you know make it seem like a good story. So I you know looking looking forward to uh, having some of your insight in there as well and talking to us here and always appreciate you uh, taking time out each month to talk to us about the wonderful world of South Jersey and how our weather was. Great to talk to you and everyone listening in. Uh, have a good May. Thanks. Thanks. Sounds, Sounds good. good. And we'll, we'll chat with you on the other side of Memorial Day. Day. Summer is coming. Just It, it feels, feels so long to me. It still feels like a while away, but it will be here the next time we talk. That it will. All right. Well, take care, everybody. Have a great rest of the May. Like I said, we'll be back with you on the other side of Memorial Day. Take care, everybody.